Blog Talk Radio. Time with Pastor Steph. You know, make them serve some, you know, some 
ding-dongs and some cupcakes or something like that. Shanti said, uh, yeah, they need to be sent to church. And Pastor Jeff said, you know, send them to some sensitivity training. Now, I get that, but can somebody really teach you to be sensitive? Well, no, no, someone can't teach you to be sensitive, but Shantice was on the right track. You know, Jesus is the change agent, and, you know, somebody really needed to show them a Bible because there's no way in the world that someone should have to really, really explain to you to, you know, pardon two children who were already suffering. They've already been suffering, and you're going to add to their suffering more by disallowing them to, uh, you know, to attend their high school prom. You know, once-in-a-lifetime event, you know? Uh, well, that wasn't it. That wasn't all we discussed. We discussed the fact that Governor Hochul has uh, declared how many, how many counties in the state and city of New York uh, declared them in the state of emergency. Now, I think that the federal government is actually in the state of emergency. Yeah, I think they're the ones with the problem. Why are we in the state of emergency? Uh, you got it. You got it. Because the migrant problem has gotten way out of hand. Well, it was way out of hand when they first started it with 71,000 asylum seekers already in the state of New York and more are arriving. Oh, my, 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 my. Oh, boy. What are we going to do? You know, should we get together here on a due time with Pastor Steph and uh, declare a state of emergency for Governor Hochul, Mayor Adams, President Biden, and all the other individuals involved with this decision? Oh, my goodness. You know, it's really sad that we are at this, you know, at this level last night. You know, I just was thinking about it and praying and asking God, you know, you really got to turn this situation around because this this here is getting worse. It's getting much worse. And, you know, as far as our brains can see, there's really no turnaround here unless the Lord himself gets involved. And, you know, we, we really got to stay prayerful. About this thing Because if we don't Then we are really In the state of emergency I think that's what really The state of emergency is Are we as God's people Really Really standing up And going before the Lord Over this situation Or are we just Complaining about it Because I can't even imagine you know, where, what we could do physically, you know, phone calls, you can forget that, you know, uh, writing petitions, you can forget that, you know, this is already something that was already worked out, this has already been talked about, this has already been done, there's nothing for us to do, 
physically, that's going to turn this around. But the Lord himself will. And we don't know how far God is going to let this get before he does anything about this. But if this ain't a time for us, and I said it just like this, if this ain't a time for us to get our life together and give it to God so he could dictate everything that's going on in our life, regardless of what's going on around us. Because remember, we are in this world, but we don't have to be of this world. So we're going to be affected by a whole lot of things that go on. We've talked about the fact that our children are already sharing, you know, space in school with these migrants. You know, the uh, uh, Rockland County has said no thank you. But uh, they're doing it anyway, you know. So, again, even though they made, you know, uh, uh, effort to not have them there, they the only thing that has happened is they're not right next door. But whoever lives next door to those hotels, guess what? <laughs> they're next door. They're in our town. I don't care how much we, you know, we jump up and down and how much we... Uh, say no, you know, at 71,000, somebody going to be in your neck of the woods. Somebody going to be next door to you that you don't want, and you're not going to have a say. You know, we talked yesterday about the, the young girl, 21 years old, who hid her pregnancy from her dad, only to have to be taken to the hospital on an emergency basis. And uh, so now she's in the hospital. So you're sharing space with her in the hospital. Now she's going to jail, so you're sharing space with them in jail. Their children are now in the foster care system. So you're sharing space with these people. They are here. They're not sending 71,000 people back if it stopped right now. We are stuck with 71,000 people unless they die. Yeah. And remember now, they're populating. Because if she here and she having babies, then how many of them are having babies? So we didn't went from 71,000 to double and triple and quadruple that. And before you know it, our country is going to be overloaded the way their country is. And the only thing about this is, ain't no place for us to go. Yeah. They're all here, but there sure ain't no place for us to go. So, you know, we really, you better get your life together with God. Because if not, ooh, baby. I can't even imagine. I can't even imagine. I can't even imagine what life would be like if I did not have the Lord leading my life. Ooh, baby. So, you know, just spread the word. Not only that, we better spread the word and get more people drawn to Christ because we got 71,000 people sitting up in the state of New York alone. How many of them don't know Jesus? Oh, man! Did 
did you think about that? How many of those 71,000 people don't know the Lord? Now, we didn't already had to deal with. We've already dealt. We're already dealing with how many people don't know God who was already living here and making this world chaotic. Now you're just an invited within one year, 71,000 people who also possibly don't know the Lord. And oh my goodness gracious. Did anybody think about that? I got to ask the dude Tom Cruise this morning. Did they think about that? Man, that just sent chills up my spine. Mm-mm-mm. Well, listen, that's how we spent our, our Tuesday morning. Uh, go on and listen. Go back and listen to Pastor Jeff, Pastor Charlene, and Shantice yesterday as we talked about our uh, church folk conversation. Pastor Jeff is off the hook, man. Y'all got to go back and listen to Pastor Jeff yesterday. He was, he's something else. Ooh, baby. Well, listen, go ahead. I know you're ready to hear Vivian right now. So go ahead and get that healthy breakfast. Go ahead and tell somebody that it's due time with Pastor Steph. It's on. And whatever you do, do not go anywhere. Well, can you really? <laughs> oh, see you later. I'm Joe Flacco, quarterback for the Baltimore Ravens. I'm also a proud supporter of the Cystic Fibrosis Foundation. My niece Chelsea was born with cystic fibrosis. CF is a rare disease that shortens lives. The CF Foundation is making great progress towards a cure, but we're not in the end zone yet. We still lose young people to CF every day. I want Chelsea and all people with CF to live long and full lives. Join a team that saves lives. Support the search for a cure today. Give thanks. All right. So, 
I'm so glad that you're with me this morning and, you know, we're shaking the Wednesday morning blues together. <laughs> and uh, let's hear from Vivian this year. Good morning, Viv. Good morning. Happy Wild Wednesday. How are you, Pastor Steph? I am well, thank you, Vivian. How are you? I'm all right. Always <laughs> <laughs> Pastor Charlotte. I know she would appreciate that one. <laughs> well, I gotta Vivian, say these allergies are kicking my butt. Man, I'm. T- I don't know. Is this your first year dealing with allergies, or is this a norm for you? No, it's not a norm. I feel like every year it gets worse though, because I wasn't. I didn't grow up with allergies. But wow, lately, wow, been wow, wow, wow. Yeah, I, if you're saying it's getting worse, I can't even imagine because this is my first year dealing with it, and it is, man, it's a mess. But yes. Vivian, I got a question. Did you think about 71,000 people coming to the state of New York alone? Now, we're not talking about into the U.S. We're just talking about the state of New York who possibly don't know the Lord? Nope. Didn't think of that part. Man, now that you thought about it, what says your head? (laughs) It's scary. It's scary. You literally, literally have our children surrounded by people who you know nothing about and who don't know the Lord. It's scary. You know, Viv, even if 10% knew the Lord, man, that ain't enough people. That's only 7,100 people. Mm -hmm. That's scary. That's scary. That's that's really scary. That is really, really scary. I, I really didn't think about it until I was talking this morning. And I was like, whoa, man, we're already surrounded by how many people in the state of New York. Viv, when you when you disconnect from us and we start talking, I want you to f- tell me, I want you to find out for me, how many people are in the state of New York? Okay. So, because, man, and, and then add 71,000 to that. But don't add the 71,000. I'll do those numbers. But I just, I, I'm just curious, how many people are in the state of New York altogether? I don't even know the number But, man, all I know is, you know, we're outweighed. We're outnumbered. The people that know the Lord versus the people that don't know the Lord, we're outnumbered. And now you've just added, like, 90%. Okay, you know what? Let's give it 75% of 71,000 people who possibly, possibly don't know the Lord. And, man, we are jacked up. So, girl, fire away. What you got for us this morning? Alrighty, <clears throat> excuse me. Today on Socially Conscious, we are starting off with a warning to all Facebook users. It just seems like Facebook is uh, getting a little strange, which is pretty much everybody who uses Facebook. So apparently there is a scam going on where hackers are sending messages to users from what appears to be people that you know. The message will say something like, Guess who died? So they're calling this the guess who died scam. 
and it will look like it's a news article about someone that you may know that possibly passed away or a celebrity or something, something that grasps your attention. But then when you click on this link, it is downloading malware into your phone, into your computer or your tablet. So they're just making people aware that this is a scam that is happening. And this is the first time because we know that there are so many Facebook scams out there. And this is the first time that I've actually seen one being warned in the news. So that means must means that it must be serious, that a lot of people are getting caught with this. So they just want everybody to be made aware because it seems like it's just so easy to hack people's Facebook. You know, you got all these pages of your, you know, close friends and relatives out there that looks like them, but it's really not. So they just want everybody to be aware of this guess who died scam. Do not click on this link. Do not be fooled and stay alert. Next, we have a very quick update with the MTA yet again. They're saying that fair hikes are in the headlines yet again as they are proposing a 15 cent increase to fares. So for a single ride, it will go from $2.75 to $2.90. Um, they're increasing the monthly Metro cards to $34. Um, they're increasing the, what is it, the, no, that's the weekly, I'm sorry, the weekly will be 34, and the monthly will be 135 now, so they're saying if this does get approved, which it probably will, it will take place in September, right after Labor Day, so when the kids are heading back to school, just be prepared to just put a little bit of extra money in your, on your MetroCard starting in September. Now for some news news. According to reports, violent crime has decreased as of lately. So they say violent crime has dropped in the first few months of 2023 compared to the same time period last year. They claim that this is the first drop in the trend since the crime spike back around the time coronavirus arrived in the United States. So if you don't know, you know, when coronavirus hit, crime went up. <laughs> Surprisingly, everybody was locked up in their homes, but violent crimes went up when coronavirus hit. And this is the first time that we're seeing a drop. They say that the violent crime trend continued to rise even as the virus started to slow down. They're saying that four categories of violent crime are experiencing declines right now nationwide. Homicide fell by 7.7%. Rape fell by 8.4%. Robbery has decreased by 7.9%. And aggravated assault has dropped 2.8%. So they're saying that as although this is some good news, unfortunately, we are still, uh, the violent crimes are still higher than pre-pandemic levels. So they are hoping to put some, you know, laws and things in place that will get us back to that pre-pandemic level. But I guess, you know, decreases decrease, so that's a good thing. 
Next, we have our schools in the news again. So did you know that schools are out here banning backpacks? According to reports, Grand Rapids Public Schools has implemented a district-wide backpack ban after a gun was confiscated from a third grader's backpack at Stocking Elementary School, which they say marked the fourth time such an incident has occurred this school year. Officials say school leaders became aware of the weapon at Stocking Elementary School after a student reported to staff that another student may have been in possession of a gun. And they say this is just a week after school officials confiscated an unloaded gun from the backpack of a seven-year-old student at Cesar E. Chavez Elementary School. So the article also listed a couple other stories. They talked about a 13-year-old in Barton um, who was arrested for bringing a loaded handgun to school. Another student was found carrying an unloaded handgun and ammo at another school. And jumping on board with the backpack ban out in Flint, they are also, um, you know, implementing that backpack ban after they found a student with a loaded gun in their school. And we know, you know, Flint is was struggling with that already. So... They're saying that city officials and school officials are pleading with parents that if you do have firearms in your home and you have children in your home, to make sure that you are keeping these things locked up. Um, They're saying that, you know, obviously we hear it all the time that this is getting out of hand. Children are being found in the school with the guns and their backpacks, <clears throat> maybe innocently, you know, not being not being aware that this is something that they shouldn't be playing with. But some of these kids are bringing these guns in with the intent to do some harm. So it's just getting crazy. These parents are just allowing their kids to get their hands on this, these guns. Some parents are kind of feeling mixy about the situation. They're saying that they understand the band. But they don't think that the backpacks are the problem. They're saying that the parents are the ones who need to take responsibility of locking up their firearms so that children cannot access them. And, of course, we always invite you into the conversation. What do you think of the backpack ban? Should they extend it into the upcoming school year, which also I didn't read anything about alternatives. So if your child is not allowed to bring a backpack to school, what are they supposed to carry their belongings in? Some people have implemented clear backpacks so that at least they can see through the backpacks. But for those schools that are saying no backpacks at all, they have not discussed what would be the alternative. So should they extend this into the 2023-2024 school year? Or should they just get rid of this altogether and find some other way, you know, to, to help with this pandemic at the end of the day? And surprisingly, for the first time in history, 
we do not have a wild story. <laughs> I stayed up until like maybe twelve thirty in the morning trying to find something wild worthy, but I cannot find a thing, so I'm sorry. Today we do not have our wild story of the week, so that will end our segment today. But remember, if you have any wild stories you would like to submit, please feel free to direct message me on Facebook. My username there is Vivian BM, and come back every Wednesday to find out if your story has been chosen. Thank you, as always, to our loyal listeners, and thank you, Pastor Steph. Well, thank you, Vivian. You know what's funny? <laughs> you said the first time in history, and I'm waiting to hear something. <laughs> and you said, there's no <laughs> story. I'm like, well, go ahead, girl. You got history. Go, Vivian. Well, you know what we're going to do, Viv? We're going to make that 71,000 people coming over into New York uh, Wow Story, the Wow Story Day. So here's what here's what you can do for us, please. If you could find out how many people are already residing in New York, and if you could find any number of how many asylum seekers have arrived in the United States, period. So see, you're okay. already involved in a wow story. <laughs> All right, so if you could find that out, uh, that would be great. Thanks, and I'll see if I can pull you back on so you can give us the stats, opposed to me reading it. And if you can't be on, then I'll just read it. Okay. Okay. Thank you. Good. You're welcome. <laughs> Go ahead, girl. Oh my goodness gracious! I have to ask the due time crew: Did they know that Vivian? Marked history. <laughs> All right now. So we don't have Elder Nitisha with us today. Uh, she's good again. You know, uh, we have, uh, like Pastor Kayel yesterday, we have work obligations. So we're going to start with our girl, Tamika, Lady Tamika, who is now Lady Bynum. Oh my, we don't even know what to do with her now. That she's a uh, Mrs. So let's hope she doesn't get a big head, because Al already has a big head. So if he marries somebody, she may have a big head after a while. But just in case she doesn't, good morning, Lady Tamika. <laughs> good. <laughs> good morning. Happy Wow Wednesday to you. How are you? Well, this is your Wow Wednesday because this is your first Wednesday as a Mrs. So, hey. <laughs> it certainly is. Life is grand, and I have absolutely no complaints. <laughs> I bet you don't. I bet you don't. <laughs> All right, so you already have said how you are. Glad to have you on with us this morning. Um, we got our our story, our first story. So, you know, we already know that uh, we ain't got no business pressing the the the, the uh, excuse me this hacker button from Facebook. 
But I want to know what you think of this fare hike. As a person who doesn't drive, so, you know, you do have to endure at least a bus. I don't know how much you train it, but as a person who doesn't drive, what do you think of the fare hike? Do you think it's overdue? Do you think it's too much? What's your thought? Sometimes I feel like a mind reader <laughs> because <laughs> I saw I saw this coming. You know, like when we went through that period and there was no fare for the bus, um, mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. automatically knew. I mean, you know, daily, day after day after day, you didn't have to pay. I knew that somewhere in the end, I was like, okay, fine, Get, enjoy it now because we're good. You know, as soon as it's over, I'm surprised that it didn't happen before then. You know, but as soon as they get a good chance, they were going to write something up, you know, that says, you know, we need to get our money back. And how you do it, you hike the fare. So I'm not surprised. I'm just surprised that it didn't happen sooner. Yeah, that, uh, I'm I'm finding out now, when did the fare go up to $2.75? Because I'm trying to remember how long we have been at this. Wow. Okay, y'all. I don't know if we're going to have much, much, uh, much, much to say. We went into 2075 cents back in 2015. So we, 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 I mean, how much do we really have to complain about, man? They have just shut our mouths. And like you said, when COVID went into, you know, when we were um, in COVID and we were traveling, like you said, there was no fare. And I guess, you know, all the exchange and all this stuff. And remember, they didn't want anybody near the driver, so you couldn't get on the, you know, the, fir- uh, the front of the bus, so you couldn't pay. So that was one of the ways they, you know, kept you from even tr- trying to transmit this uh, virus. And you know if they're not gonna if they're not gonna make you pay on the bus, they can't make you pay on the train. So you know they did. I I kind of figured they were gonna do this a little sooner. I'm surprised it took as long as it has to you know to increase. But yeah, 2015 they gave us this fair hike of two dollars and seventy five cents, and I really would I wish Shantice was on deck this morning. To give me my stats, because I'd really like to know what was what what was the time before then. So, you know, other than that, you know, where they have normal fair hikes, you know, I guess it's due, lady to me. I guess it's overdue. Nah, I guess it's overdue. Let's see what. Let's see what. Uh, wait, why am I drawing a blank this morning? Yeah, we we do the round. Oh my goodness gracious! You you get married and I lose my mind. What happened here? All right, where's Lady, where's Minister Michelle? <laughs> Thank you for joining us I'm this here. morning, Lady Tamika. Good morning, Minister Michelle. How are you? Good morning. I'm doing well. Thank God. Grateful to be on another Wednesday. <laughs> amen. Amen. Grateful to have you on. Another Wednesday. So we're talking about the fair hike. You know, you're a New Yorker all your life, pretty much. I know you kind of, you know, you told us before you kind of moved around a couple, 
you know, moments, but you landed back in New York, so I say all your life. What, yes. um, what do you think of this fair hike? Well, first I want to say congratulations, Lady Tamika. Oh, <laughs> yeah. thank you so much. <laughs> Blessings to you. Um, well, I was thinking when you said 2015, I was like, oh, my God. I think that was about probably the last time I used public transportation. So, um, <laughs> Lucky you. Before, it's been a while. But anyway, um, I guess it is um, – Overdue as talking increase has been okay. This is 2023, so that's eight years now. So it is overdue. I can understand that. But the thing that I say is this how much of this will be used for the improvement of the subways? I mean, you know, it's still so much that's going on on the subways, on the buses, the safety of the people. I mean, you know, what What? What are they going to use the money in for? I mean, are the people going to feel better when they get on the trains or the buses every day to go to work? Or, or are they still going to be nervous about what am I going to encounter today? I mean, I would love to see them make some um, drastic changes so that people at least feel safe on the on public transportation. So, okay, okay, fine, do the hike. But let's make some major improvements and so people can feel okay, it's worth that extra fifteen cents or whatever, you know. Something has yeah, okay, to be done okay, so okay, okay. Valid question. Valid question. Um, you know, valid point as well. You know, we know that they're taking the money, but what are they using the money for? I got a question on our next round actually. Let's say good morning. Thank you for joining us this morning, Minister Michelle. Oh, let's say good morning to Shantice, who's our fill-in uh, on a consistent basis. She's taking uh, Elton Atisha's spot this morning. Good morning, Shantice. Good morning. How are you? I'm fine, thank you. How are you, ladies? I'm well, thank you. I'm well. All right. So what do you think of the fair hike? someone who refuses to take public transportation? No, I refuse to take the subway. I refuse. I don't like the bus, but I'll get on the bus. I refuse to go down and suck. Um, <laughs> I, yeah. I mean, I didn't remember which year it was. The fare went to 275. But Lady Tamika also brought up a really great point with all of the free rides they gave away during the pandemic. We just knew this was coming. So for them to increase their 15 cents, my thing is how much these dollar cabs are about to increase their fare for, even though I don't take them anymore either. I don't think, but goodness gracious, if the bus went up 15 cents, they probably just went up another five hours because they ain't been using their mind. But, yeah, it's not, it's not surprising at all. Well, they actually went up to $3 already. When the pandemic came on, right. they went up to $3. So they right. have already exceeded. They're going to go up another 5 <laughs> Yeah, they've already exceeded. And normally they would match. They would match whatever the fare is. So, you know.
know, mm-hmm. you know, well, they haven't really because if we've been at two seventy five, we've only been paying two dollars. We still call them a dollar cab. They ain't been a dollar since we how long? How long? <laughs> we always, we right. always call them a dollar in high school. Right, you know, mm-hmm. they, we, we, oh my goodness, we haven't paid a dollar in years, in decades, but we've mm-hmm. always called them a dollar cab, and they went up. So even at two dollars and ninety cent, we're paying for public transportation. They have already exceeded, mm-hmm. you know. So I don't even want to know, you know, what mm-hmm. they're uh, what they're going to go to now. You know, mm-hmm. I was gonna. A question. One of you ladies said something, and I was going to add, my brain is at zero. I think it's the allergies, Vivian. My brain is at zero this morning. I wanted to ask, <laughs> oh, my goodness gracious, I had a question. You know what? We're going to have to forego the question. Y'all pray for me because my brain is just really, really on zero today. Oh, my goodness. All right. I have a question for you ladies on the next round. Do you really believe that this violent crime statistic has been lowered? Have we really dropped in the crime rate, Minister Michelle? So wait, wait, wait. They say we dropped in homicide, we dropped in rape, we dropped in robbery, and aggravated assault. Do you believe this? It's hard for me to believe it, because especially if you turn on the nightly news, um, it doesn't seem like anything's changing. Now, of course, I don't have the crime statistics from the police. Like, you know, they go, they run the statistics, and they know all of that. But it just doesn't seem for real to me. I, I, I'm having a hard time believing it. I really am. And I would hate to think that they would be um, uh, lying to us, but, you know, it wouldn't be the first time. But it's just, it's, I, I, don't, I just really don't see it. I'm, I'm, I, I'm floored. Actually, when um, Vivian said it's all gone down, I was like, really? I was expecting to say that it had increased. So mm-hmm. I, I'm at a loss for words right now with that one. Wow, wow, wow. All right, Shantice, would you, do you believe that these statistics um, are correct? You know, we have a decline in homicide, rape, robbery, and aggravated assault. They lying. On this show alone, <laughs> we didn't heard about 800 kids kill their parents, 900 parents kill their kids on here alone. That doesn't include the shade room. Any other blogs, TMZ, and the regular news on multiple channels, because the news doesn't, doesn't only come on Channel 7. The news in not only English, the news that's not only mm. here in the United States. So, no, they're lying. I think it's just a way for the man to get our guard down so they can hit us with something else. There's no way. Did she say the man? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Goodness gracious, the man. Lady Tamika, do you believe that the crime rate has dropped in homicide, 
and rape and robbery and aggravated assault. Absolutely not. Um, I, you know, we're just hearing different levels of of all kinds of stuff, you know, and we're hearing newer things than what we've ever experienced. You know, um, I think it might be a way to uh, try to calm <laughs> the state of New York um, or, you know, because even when I talk to other people and, you know, I, 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 I work on the phone lines, you know, and even in other states, places where you wouldn't expect to hear about, you know, rampant shootings or, you know, um, we have heard of shootings in schools. We're hearing more of that than we ever have, you know, um, rapings in random places. Um, believe it. If anything, they're just trying uh-huh. to calm um, what we hear on the sound way, on, on media, which, which is very surprising because normally on the media you hear everything. <laughs> well, I have to say, ladies, if that's the truth, I'm I'm with you all. I'm surprised. We do the news here every day. Now, here's the thing. They said that the numbers have dropped since last year this time. We've been on its due time, happy anniversary, three years this month. So we wow. we actually started in the, at the top of the pandemic. We, we went down. We were in lockdown from March. We started two months later. So we started in May. So my thing is we've been doing news ever since we've been on. So I'm trying to figure out if we've been doing this news and we don't cover half the news that's out there, I agree with Shantice. Ain't no way in the world based on what we talk about. The numbers have dropped, so I don't know the the uh, you know the the point of giving us these stats. You know, listen, how have these things have have these numbers dropped when the crime rate in the subway alone have gone skyrocket? No, 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 I ain't buying that. I ain't buying that. We did the crime rate by itself took all them numbers up in the subway system. So I don't know why y'all trying mm-hmm. to, you know, sell us on the okie doke. Well, don't do that to us. They don't do it to us. All right, ladies. So, Shantice, what do you think of the backpack ban? Now, this is happening in Michigan. I wish Pastor Kim was on because that's where she hails from. And she's actually in the school. Um, they say that, you know, with the third grader, you know, bringing the gun and all of the other guns um, being brought to school, whether they're loaded or unloaded, they have banned the backpacks. The parents say that the backpacks are not the problem. Um, it's the, you know, it's the parents because that's where the guns are coming from or whoever else is in the family. So what do you think of the backpacks? being banned I don't understand how we banning backpacks is supposed to be the remedy for these kids bringing weapons into the school so unfortunately why don't you just say alright it has gone from high school needing um, metal detectors to elementary schools needing metal detectors no no one wants to hear that but what is everyone supposed how are they supposed to carry books because I Listen, I go to pick up 
take my niece up. And I tell her, we, we're about to leave your book back here because of the books that they want them to carry back and forth. So now you think mm-hmm. you're supposed to, what, carry pencils and stuff in their hands? Like, how, how is it supposed to work? Is, is this so that you don't have to um, do your job? You know, no, no one has to, no one, you, a lot of teachers probably chose elementary school so that they wouldn't have to go through things like this, you know, metal detectors and frisking and searching, strip searching the kids, so on and so forth. However, how, are, so are you banning book bags for the teachers too? Because what if the teachers are smuggling something in for the students? You don't know. So are bags all together then? I, I, I don't see how that, that's a, a remedy for this. All right, now. Lady Tamika. Well, uh, <laughs> the way that I see that, that it, it's we're in a different day and time. You know, the things that we would fancy before are completely different than what we're seeing now. You know, and, and, and it's really rough that you want to ban a backpack but I'm looking at it and I'm like okay so these books that they're allowing children to carry back and forth they're twice as large as any book as I've ever had to carry I, I now I'm a avid reader so I always have a bag anybody that knows me well knows that I carry a purse and a bag everywhere I go but you're talking about school books not just one textbook multiple textbooks and in a virtual world you're expecting it to be easier, but it's not. And the stuff that they're carrying is, is extremely heavy. So in addition to that, so what are they supposed to carry? Uh, suitcases? You can't do a suitcase because a suitcase is e- even more expensive than a backpack. So now little Johnny is carrying a clear plastic recycling bag to school back and forth because you're banning bags. You know, that, 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 that's really complicated, you know, and, and it's sad that you should have to do that. But, you know, get a metal detector because, you know, it's, it's complicated. You can't carry it in your hand. Those bags, I mean, those books are really, really heavy. And I've seen children, you know, bent over with a backpack. So now you want them to carry it in their hand, you know, or in a clear or blue recycling bag. That's unbelievable, you know. And it's, it's always the ones that are doing right that pay for the ones that have done wrong. Alrighty, ladies. Alrighty, Minister Michelle, what should they do with the backpacks? Oh boy, I, I was saying to myself, I said, okay, so they don't want them to bring the backpacks. I said, but it's amazing to me how every time there's anything to do with these guns, they always go for like the quick solution. Okay, let's get rid of the big backpacks because they're bringing the backpacks in but they don't get to the heart of the matter about the guns themselves. So, unfortunately, because we don't want to deal with the real issues about what's going on at the home, what are the parents doing, the gun laws and all that, so now we're going to take it to the backpack. So if we have to do the backpack, well, to safeguard children or anybody else from getting killed, I guess you just have to go along with it. But I agree, they need to start having the metal detectors. Because these poor children, what will they um, be able to use if they don't have the backpack? But to be able to safeguard to keep the backpack, they will have to have a metal detector. Because there's no other choice, you know, unless they're going to have guards there that's twisting all the children and going through 
like at the airport, they go going through the bags and all this kind of stuff. So I guess it would have to be the ban on them until they came up with another solution. But it's really sad because those books are heavy, and these poor kids are being just, it, it, they're victims. They're being victimized for what maybe a few children are doing, but all of the children are paying for this. And my heart goes out to the, the children now that are in school today, but there, there has got to be a better way to deal with all of these things. And each school district should be trying to get together and sit down and brainstorm what's the best thing for our children rather than just sometimes like they're like slapping a Band-Aid on it, a quick fix. Oh, give rid of the backpack. Okay, next thing. What's the next thing they're going to do because they're trying to do a quick fix? It's just, it's, it's just got to be a better way. Absolutely. You know, when Vivian was talking, I was saying to myself, well, what are they supposed to carry the books in? Because like Shanti said, you know, I've had to go pick up Mariah and I'm like, oh, no, Mm-mm. you're eight, I'm 56, you have to carry your own bag, because this bag here, I'm disabled, I can't carry this bag. I mean, it, it, I mean, I had to ask her mother, did you speak to these people about this bag? Because she's about to break her back, so how are you supposed to carry these bags? They surely can't carry this stuff in their hand. They surely can't carry this stuff in their hand. And my question is, so what are they supposed to do about homework? So aren't, isn't, isn't that the purpose of them bringing the books back and forth? Because they have homework in these books? So are they carrying these books in their hand? This is ridiculous. So I did a little research while you ladies were speaking because I wanted to know, well, when did they start the backpacks? Well, I didn't realize this because I'm telling you, my mother didn't give me no backpack. They said that the backpacks for children, kids started bringing backpacks with them to school in the late 1940s. They say after World War II, more materials were available to make these bags functional, lightweight, and stylish. Now, I was born in the 60s, (laughs) started going to school, in the 70s, and I ain't get no backpack that early. So my mother was definitely late in the game. So they've been carrying backpacks since the 1940s to school, and now here we are in 2023. How many decades passed then? Now you're looking to ban it because it's shielding guns. So you've got thousands and thousands of children carrying book bags, and like Minister Michelle said, so for 100 kids who bring guns to school, now the other thousands have to, no, this this can't be no remedy. This can't be no remedy. Did this, no, I'm sorry. Y'all gonna have to do something else. Did, did this here, it's like, I don't understand why they're always caught off guard. I don't get it. It's almost like the thieves always have to jump on our, on, on, on this on the on the on, on the system. I don't get it. I don't get it. I don't get it. Man, maybe my thought is, is is pretty twisted, but I don't I don't understand. I agree with you, ladies. This is not 
a, a remedy, this is a quick fix, and this is not going to work. Pa- Pastor Steph, if these are the ones who are willing to work, the ones who are supposed to have the remedy, the law-abiding citizens don't want to do the work, but the thieves are willing to do all the work. <laughs> that's why it seems like it's a little, it's a little it's like that's why they seem like they're prospering over us because just like everyone said, instead of them really really quick put coming together and okay, how how can we at least start the process of fixing this, even if it's not a permanent fix, but what can we do to eliminate this at least right now while we come up with a more permanent resolution? It's like okay, we'll do nothing. We'll just eliminate bags altogether. Like there are no pockets. Like there are no hoodies. Like there are no trench coats. Like there's nothing else that these students can wear that'll help them smuggling whatever weapons. Absolutely, absolutely. And I think if they start uh, cracking down on these parents or these households where mm-hmm. these guns are coming from, I bet you that'll turn around a lot of this gun coming to school. Look how long it took for them to deal with this woman of the six-year-old. It was months. They need to start addressing this stuff fast. And now those who have these guns, that's one way you can stop these guns from coming to school. You leave your gun around, a gun around, around an elementary school-age child or a school-age child, you're going to jail. The same way they say that if you, you know, in certain States, like if you kill or this or that in a certain manner, it's automatically life in prison or automatically a death sentence if you're found guilty. They need to start implementing those kind of rules because if they do, this is one way they can curtail this behavior. But this is not this is not a remedy. I, I agree with you, ladies, a hundred and twenty-five percent. All righty, well, Vivian. I'll stop it at that point. I need to know if maybe we can grab Vivian now to, uh, let me see. Vivian, are you available to give us stats? Okay. I guess that means no. Let me check and see if she sent them to me. Uh, let's see what's going on here. So we can talk about this. Wait, hold on. Hold on a second, please. Okay, okay. Vivian said, New York State population in 2023 is an estimated 19.51 Oh, my gosh. And it's the fourth most populous United States state. An article written on March 7th, they, this year, they say since last spring, New York City has seen the arrival of nearly 50,000 people seeking asylum. Well, Hochuland just increased that number, or she lying. Is at 71%, um, 71,000, a bonus. The city is on pace to spend over $4 billion during fiscal years 2023 and 2024 on aiding asylum seekers. $4 billion for asylum seekers alone. 
loving my. Okay, Lady Tamika, you're the one on you. You, you, you first on this round. <laughs> I just, I, <clears throat> excuse me, I really don't get it. You know, like I, I keep trying to figure out what is the, what's the, the, the catcher. Like, you know, you're bringing in more and more people and you're not aiding the ones who have been here, you know. And so the situation is not getting any better for those that are already, you know, um, dealing with post-pandemic issues and you're bringing in more and more and you're putting them in areas that we already have clearly said that we don't want them but the residents that live in those areas don't have a say so and you keep you know you have pushed so many different people here now we're in a state of emergency you didn't think that maybe prior to you doing this to come up with a plan you know and there's all kinds of chaos that has transpired since then. And you still, so even with that, it seems like you didn't even wise up. Like you just, there has to be something that you're getting that I can't see. I keep saying it's some type of income, some type of money that you're getting each time. But it's still hurting the nation, not just New York, because they're going other places and it's causing damage. When do you stop? Child, child, for the, the city, Tamika, the city. I just realized that. I'm thinking United States, the city is on pace to spend over $4 billion. So here's my question. Y'all spend it, Minister Michelle, you spend you on pace for spending $4 billion. Then why are they sitting up in our schools? Yesterday, excuse me, yesterday when they declared a state of emergency, now they're going to put the asylum seekers on SUNY and CUNY campuses. If you're spending $4 billion, why are they in our schools? Oh, my God. I, you know, first of all, when you said that figure with the billions, my knees buckled. <laughs> I was like, oh, no, my that, goodness. That just cannot be so. I mean, and, and I'm in agreement with Lady Tamika. Is there some hidden cause that we're not seeing that they're taking these people in? Because I really don't understand the logic behind it. We cannot take care of the people that live here, have been legitimately here have been here forever. They were born and raised here. How in God's name are we going to be able to keep up this pace? And when I and, and the people I'm gonna be just transparent as to be. When I see them getting off the bus now, I'm getting irritated when I show up on the news. Because <laughs> God, if I see one more bus coming here, I like wanna throw a shoe at the T V. And I'm not trying to be in um you know, unsympathetic. I understand that these people are coming from countries that some of them are fleeing um, extreme violence and their lives are being threatened. And I, I'm sorry for that, and my, my heart goes out to them. But by the same token, New York City, we have, have, we have people, we have elderly people that are eating dog food and cat food and people that are 
sick. They can't even get the proper health care. And we're taking all of this, all of these people in, and it's, I mean, I don't, we're going to crash and burn. I'm sorry. It, it, this just cannot be sustained. I just can't see it. I just cannot see it. And more and more people are getting more and more outraged, you know, and I'm sorry. I'm not trying to be inhuman. Again, I'm not trying to be unsympathetic. But listen, it's just like when you're on the plane. The oxygen mask, you got to put it on you first and then help everybody else. We've got to put the oxygen mask on the New York folks first and the people here in order for us to save other folks. So we haven't even done that yet. We, our masks are not completely on to be saved. So I don't, I'm, I'm sorry, I just cannot get with it. You know, I didn't even, I like that analogy about the oxygen mask. Uh, you're right. You're right. You got to put yours on first in order to be able to help someone else. I actually like that. I got. I have a question, and I won't say it because maybe Shantice will cover it. But Shantice, what should say? Thank you, Vivian, by the way, for doing the research. For so you did your so you did the wild story of the day. Cause girl, if the city is on pace to spend over four billion dollars, ain't a wild piece of information. <laughs> girl, nothing else is. Shantice, what say you? They really messed themselves up. There should be no need for anyone to have to pay for college, for anyone to be in medical debt, for anyone mm-hmm. um, to to not have to, you know, initially whether it's high school students or whether they're older adults who would like to go back to school um, or try college for the very first time in their older years. There should be mm-hmm. no financial hindrance for anyone to do any. Thing. We already saw that once they were giving out all this money. Mm-hmm. They already put their foot in their mouth. Now with this. Mm-hmm. So my question is, what would happen, God forbid, everyone just walked off their job and really started a crazy riot throughout each city, state, because they demand to get the money you're giving to asylum seekers. And it's, the money isn't even going to them. To take care of these asylum seekers, so whatever they're using this money for, the money that they're getting, if everyone wants to say, you know what, why am I working? Mm-hmm. College experience for free. I should be able to go to the supermarket and get whatever I want off the shelves for free. I should be able to do this. I should be able to do that. All this for free because you're allowing these people to come in that you're benefiting from financially and God knows however else. Like it's, it's really disgusting that you would do it because it's going to get out. Like, there's no such thing as the powers that be doing this and it never come out that this is the money being spent and the money that they're getting for doing this. Because we know that there's some type of benefit. If they ain't doing this out the college, they ain't got no heart. But they, they really just put their foot in their mouth. And it's like, there should be no reason why anyone's um, food stamps, all of that, there should be no reason why anyone shouldn't be eligible for anything or nothing. Because I agree. I agree. If I had to go to, to apply or recertify for food stamps and I had to bring paperwork to this and the third, and I see these people just walking up in there and walking back out, you don't think that eventually there's going to be some type of fight or <laughs> riot up in these places? 
think that who were born here and who are paying dues, working, paying taxes, are going to continue to sit and watch and listen to this before they really get fed up. Wow. You know, okay, so Shanti, you touched on something. First of all, ladies, everybody keeps saying, um, I wonder. There has got to be. I I agree with you. There has got to be. If we're spending $4 billion, imagine what the kickback is. They're getting something for taking these people in. So if they're willing to spend at least $4 billion here in, in, in the city, then what are they getting on the back end? That's the first thing for taking all of these people. Number two, you know, I've said the same thing. You have, you can't say you don't have any money to take care of us because you've just, like Shanti said, you've shown your hand already. You've shown that you got money. You've shown that you have money all this time when you've been telling us here in the United States that the, the federal government has said, we, you, listen, if you file us over the, the, the Medicaid allowance, you don't get Medicaid. If you're $2 over the, 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 the food stamps, you don't get that. So you have to deny all these uh, American people from getting these benefits, and yet you're allowing all these people to come here and get benefits. Like Shanti said, you are now, uh, all these people are walking away with college debt and all of this kind of stuff, and now you're saying you got all this money to spend and all these people here have, I mean, how many times people have walked away with decades? They're paying student loans for decades. And yet you got money like this? Nah, you have just really, really shown your hand. You cannot claim any level of poverty. Any no, 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 no. I have, I'm still asking four billion dollars on what? They're in schools. You ain't made no housing. You ain't built nothing. Nothing. You have done nothing. You put up some tents yep. and, and, and made some cots. How much money that cost? Mm-hmm. That don't cost no money. You can make that. This is what I'm saying. You Listen, mm-hmm. you can get the people in prison to make that for free. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so you have not spent any money. You spent no money uh, visible. Four billion dollars on what? B- putting them on a bus? This here is but pa- but Pastor says, I'm sorry. Yes, yes. But what you're saying, we we know is true because didn't you say when we first started talking about this how the asylum seekers were then getting very prideful and arrogant because they got here. And the conditions weren't what they expected. Yeah. So if the money that mm-hmm. we on this end were getting was used on them, then why would they be upset? Right. Mm-hmm. And met some decent apartments. If they came here and met that the apartments were furnished with food and whatever the case may be. No, they came here and found that they were put in the slums just like where they came from. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Now, here, 
and that that's where I'm going next, Shantice. So we said that they are to Minister Michelle, I think you were the one who said it. They're coming from impoverished areas. Well, guess what? We are about to become just as impoverished as where they came from. Give us five more minutes. We'll be looking like where they came from. Because with the overload of all of these people coming here into the United States, they, they, they're coming to nothing, like you said, Shanties, and they're going to make us look just like where they came from. So I get, where are we going? Where are we going? Because they must look lovely right now. They ain't got nobody here. I said this last week. Ain't nobody left in Cuba. Ain't nobody left in Venezuela. Ain't nobody left in these countries because they're all here. So now you're fixing up over there. Maybe we can trade places. We can go over there now. This is absolutely crazy. Absolutely crazy. I am this here, this billion. No, Vivian, you ain't got to worry about it. We just found your wild story. Because that, that there, that is absolutely crazy. All right. You know, we got we got about a couple minutes. And mm-hmm. oh, we, got a, we got a couple minutes. You know, I pulled this, this, this topic up. I believe a week or so ago. Oh, thank you, Shanti. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. All right. So the purpose of me asking, I told you y'all need to help me with my brain today. The purpose of me <laughs> asking the the question is because, okay, so New York State alone has a population, Vivian says, in 2023 of 19.51 million. Now, most of, most of, 19.51 million, they don't know Jesus. They don't know God. How do we know? Because the Bible has already said it. The Bible says, broad the road that many will travel. That will lead to destruction. And it also says that narrow the road that only few will find that will lead to righteousness, into the kingdom of God. Okay. So, we've got 19.51 million and then we add in seventy-one thousand. Let's stop there. We ain't they said add more to come, but we're gonna stop there. So all these people don't know Jesus. What's your thought, Lady Tamika? Have you ever? No. First of all, have you ever thought about us adding seventeen, seventy-one, seventy-one thousand more people who don't know Jesus? Did you ever think about that? Actually, I did. Here's the and? other scary thing. Um, here's the other scary thing. We're talking about people who are coming from different places. Now, um, mm-hmm. dismissing that some would know Jesus, but you have people who do different types of worship. So uh, the, the Santeria is one that I'm familiar with, not because I dabble in it, but because I have heard it. You know, whereas mm-hmm. they worship something entirely different than God, the Father, you know, anything, you know. And then you're talking about other things that we have never heard, 
other things that we've never deal, dealt with. You know, um, if you've ever been to some of those or walked past any of those stores, there are stores in New York that sell different types of items for those that worship other things. Right. You know, black right. candles and right. witchcraft and all kind of other things, mm-hmm. you know. So now we are exposing ourselves to things that we have never phantomed, you know, things that we've never been exposed to, you know. And if you have not been praying before, <laughs> I would say right now, start. Get down on the knees <laughs> and do oh, what's man. necessary because I promise you, we need it. If we've never needed the Lord before, whew, we sure do need him now. Oh, yes, ma'am. And I remember the story we did on the um, the uh, the worship of the dead. And Do you remember that? And you know you you worship um, the dead, and then you know remember because the three the three people went over to the other country. Well, we do that. They do that right. here. They do that here. Remember, they go over, they went they go over to the other country, and they they eat the people's favorite food who are dead, and all kinds. They drink their favorite drink, and all kinds of that mm-hmm. stuff there. Um, and they do that here. So now you've got. Those people from those countries coming over here, and now again there'll be no reason for us to go abroad because abroad gonna be <laughs> oh Lord have mercy abroad gonna be right here. You gonna be able to get on the bus and go to Venezuela. <laughs> you gonna be get on the train and go to Cuba. <laughs> Sachi said, "Take the Q44 and go to Venezuela. You know, for real, you ain't gonna, you ain't gonna have to go nowhere. You're gonna pay to go nowhere because right here. So, Lady Tamika, in 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 following what you're saying, you're absolutely right. You've got all of that. Not only don't you know Jesus, but now remember now you've got the satanic clubs in the school. That's going to grow. That's gonna grow because now mm-hmm. absolutely." Oh, all those people are now going to be right here, and uh, hmm, not they ain't gonna have to go nowhere because everything they, they've they've done and they are doing will be right here where they've landed. Minister Michelle, have you considered that seventy one thousand people who don't know Jesus have just gotten off that bus that you were throwing that shoe at? <laughs> 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 but you know what? I have sort of in the sense of, oh my God, what spirits are they bringing in here? That's what I have said. What spirits are they bringing into this country? Because I know that, you know, they a lot of them, you know, like the Santa Maria, like she says, and um, they sacrifice and chickens and all this. You know, they believe in all that type of stuff. And I'm not sure that they're not any Christians because I believe that there are some. But I would say the majority of them are coming with a whole other spirit into these here United States of America. So, yes, I have thought about it. But then I have to go back to the Word of God that says one can put a thousand to flight and two can put ten thousand right now. 
you know, it's enough of us Christians here, even though um, it may not seem like it, but according to the word of God, we still have the majority because of the God that we serve. But the point is we've got to be together with one accord to be able to put these spirits to flight. We can't be having all of these isms and schisms amongst ourselves. Otherwise, those spirits are going to overtake us and overrule, but that's not what the Word of God said should be happening. So we all need to, um, in these churches, get off the nonsense and start smelling the coffee and seeing it for what it is and um, get out here and start fighting in the spirit because these spirits are strong. And they're not gonna be. They're gonna be over here, and they're gonna be doing what they know to do. But still, we should be able to overtake them and be overcomers. And our spirits should be overtaking those spirits. And I just have to believe and trust that. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, but you said one key thing that 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 we are not standing on. That really allows because okay let me let me Lord I hope I remember this um, Shanti's the the seventy one thousand that are coming here and the majority of them don't know Jesus have you considered that have you thought of that I actually didn't because I was too busy being upset at where they were placing them <laughs> but now that that has crossed my ears. It was just like, wow, because we got to worry about souls who live here who are not of Jesus. You know, the the backlash we get when the Holy Spirit leads us to minister to someone and they're ready to lynch us, and they're from here. Um, well, what I will also say is to back up what a lady Tanika and Minister Michelle said also, if y'all keep thinking this is a game and y'all keep thinking this Bible is man written and white man did this or that, shut up, okay? We are living out exactly what is written. This is exactly what happened in the Old Testament when the Israelites, after they got to the promised land, and they kept showing God blatantly and, you know, indirectly that they didn't want him, and he put them in exile, meaning he banished them from the land and brought in all the other nations that had no business being there, that he intentionally made sure did not step foot on that land, and they took over. And that's exactly what's happening now. So for all you black Christians and all you Christians that don't feel like you don't need to promote God and his word and all of that, and the ones who are afraid to say anything or the ones who are too busy bickering with other Christians instead of speaking to the ones who are either rejecting him or who have never been introduced to him yet, this is where our energy and our focus needs to be because we are living out exactly what is written in that book. How is it that we are here, born, raised, as Minister Michelle said, legitimately here, but yet not only are they coming over, but they are taking over. We can't go anywhere and not patronize a foreigner. We're working here here to give them our money. Mm. How does that make sense? Uh, Thinking that book is a game. Well, 
you know, <laughs> we, we're at the point, like all of you have said, you know, we, we're here and we're supposed to be the majority. We're supposed to be, in, in other words, because like Minister Michelle said, you know, we have God. We have God, which means that, you know, we do have authority. We have dominion over the earth. That's right. We we are supposed to be in charge. What's outside mm-hmm. of us not banding together? What else is keeping us from having dominion? Minister Michelle, I'll start with you. Outside of this, we like you said, it's isms and schisms. What right. is something we can really put our hand on that says this is why we don't have dominion? I, you know what? I believe it's because we don't believe it. Mm. Wow. You know, we quote a lot of scripture, but do we really do? But do we really believe the scriptures that we quote? Because when you believe something, um, it's going to be evident. It's going to be shown. People are going to know it. So I'm feeling more and more that, yes, we've been in church all of our lives, or half of our lives, and we've been quoting these scriptures sometimes just because, oh, my grandmama grew me up saying that scripture. And, but I don't really believe it. I don't really understand it. I don't really know what that really means. And if that is indeed the case, then how can you walk in it if you don't believe it and really have a true understanding of that? Amen. 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 What a point. Oh, my goodness. What a point. What a point. Shantice, what's your thought as to, you know, directly? You know, you brought up, okay, so we're now uh, living out something where we're supposed to even have control, but we don't. You know, many ways we need to have control, and we do have control, but we don't take control. What's one of the reasons why you believe we're so behind and why, we, you know, we're not getting to where we need to be in any area? Mm. Whole we'll pastor stuff there so many. But to stick to what I was saying as far as if we even reference how we're living out the Bible because we want to be like everybody else. Mm. God has made it to where we are supposed to be set apart. And yes, being set apart a lot of the wow. most of the time is very uncomfortable. He said we're supposed to be the peculiar, and I always look mm. at it on only one side of the definition of that word. But peculiar also means special, to stand out, you know, not only strange. Yes, I'm strange because the things that God tells us to be to be full, the world has now said that's stupid, that's wrong, that doesn't make sense. But because we want to be like everybody else, because we want to be governed like everyone else, because we want to be followed, um, we want to follow someone like everyone else. The stuff you always say to us in church and we read it biblically, you're not going to only be one way and only one part of your life. But even if you, before you introduce God and you think about the way we follow trends, the way we follow people, the way we follow celebrities, the way um, even when you go with the races, you know, why aren't 
why, why is it this race set up like this race? It's because this race knows what it means to sit on their own. This race has the ability to sit on their own, but because they want to be accepted, they follow. So because we want to be like everyone else is the reason why we're not standing apart the way God has designed us to stand apart. Yeah. Wow, wow, wow. You two just made some serious, serious, woo, you made some serious points. Lady Tamika, what, what's one of the ways you see why we can't take control and have dominion the way we should? And that's why they're running all over us as God's people. Well, I'll simply put it this way. Um, the Word of God says in Second Chronicles 7 and 14, If my people who are called by my name shall humble themselves and pray, seek my face, and turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven and will forgive their sins and will heal their land. So it makes me wonder, if you segment each portion of that scripture off, if my people who are called by my name shall humble themselves, are we really humbling ourselves and seeking God? You know, how often are we praying, good morning, Lord, I said good morning and I'm going, you know, uh, get that two minute, you know, two second prayer, like, you know, enough for you to, you know, we don't even like, you know, in, in some settings. We don't even bow our head to pray when we're outside. When you go to go go somewhere to eat, you you just kind of close your eyes. I've seen somebody like you know how they look like they're getting something out of their eye. Was that a prayer, or did you have something in your eye? Like I, you know, like did you really pray? You know, how often are we really seeking the face of God? You know, do we just you know oh, okay I'm just, just here. you know you get up in the morning you don't even acknowledge you know. When you get your money and you get paid, you know, are you providing? Are you giving your tithes? Are, do you do you even care? You know, God, right. what do I do with this income? When I get it, what am I? What do I do with it? You know, are you seeking God for all of those things? And pa- most paramount, are we turning from our own wicked ways? What's in your thoughts? Right. What's in your actions? What's in your right. deeds? You know. So, you know, and then after all of that, because all of those components, there's a, there's, there's a comma there for each one. There's a reason why each one is mentioned. How often are we doing those things? Because if we all did it, then would God hear from heaven? Then would Jesus right, hear from heaven? Right. And mm. our land would, would, you know, he would forgive the sin and heal the entire land. This is where right. it comes from. Yep. So you Amen. can't just quote, you know, one little scripture and go on. You've got to live the life. And it's not just the, oh, I'll live that life on Saturday. I'll live that life on Sunday. I'll live that life on whatever day. It's every day of your life. You've got to live this life. you got to walk it, not just talk it. Amen. 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 Woo, you ladies have brought out some serious, serious, serious points of this morning. And if all of those things were taken into consideration, then our dominion would be just that. We would have dominion. Oh, my goodness gracious. Thank you so much, ladies. Uh, your your contribution into today's conversation was amazing, and we pray you have a blessed day. You do the same. Have a blessed one, everyone. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, thank you. Okay, love you all. Love you too, love you too. Oh, my, 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 my. 
All right. We're at the last bit of minutes for our Wednesday morning Wow Wednesday segment. So let's say good morning to our Pastor Charlotte. Good morning, Pastor Charlotte. Good morning. Good morning. How are you today, my dear? I am well. Thank you. I'm well. How are you? <laughs> Amen. Sinuses, a lot going on over here. <laughs> but I'm here. All righty. We're going to keep you lifted in prayer. We're going to keep you lifted in prayer. Uh, Pastor Charlotte, before you give us our faith over fear segment, have you considered the fact that 71,000 people have hit the state of New York alone? And most of those people don't know Jesus. Has it ever come across your mind? Actually, in that, that no, not in that direction. I, I didn't. Um, being honest, um, it was so many, so much other things that I thought about, but that wasn't one about them not knowing Jesus. Mm. So I'm two for myself. Um, because it's, it's been so much of everything else has been said and never even, you know, thought about it. Um, I do know that we are in a state of that we need to pray um, even more. But I will say this. I did think of we look at the pandemic that it came and it separated the body of Christ. I also thought about in doing that time, it gave people to go out there to play, Simon says, so they see what other people were doing as they started to do it as well. Um, and where that in the separation, the power of God, where it was might have been inside the ministry, has separated. So because we took our eye off, off the Lord, we're able for the door um, of the gate to be open, and it left wide open. So where that all these people came in, and when they came in, we're so busy being angry, so busy of they putting them in my building, they putting them in our schools, they putting them here instead of us coming together and being able to want to go into prayer to two to be on the same um, accord and for us to not be allowing the enemy to come in. Not only did it not just come in into the schools and stuff, but we're so busy being angry that we're not even watching that it came into the ministry and tearing up the ministry because it's nothing mm. but division. So in the mix of the division coming in, that we're so busy, once again, dealing with those situations and where that we are still not keeping our eye on Jesus. We say we know God and we say prayer works and we say prayer is powerful. What makes us think that God can't turn all of this around? It comes together, right? So there is a time when they call for prayer around the world. Why are we not going out there and doing that, right? So we either get it together and speak up and being able to, this is like a test to see where you stand, whose side are you standing on? 
Now, we know that when the Holy Spirit comes in a place, right, that the enemy got to flee. So, therefore, even though they say we can't pray inside the school, well, parents, let's get the praying on the outside because it starts on the outside before it can get on the inside. So we come as powerful as we say that we are and get out there and do, we stand it for everything else. So why we can't stand for that? You know, so we are leaving the door wide open. And once we leave the door open, as we say, um, I forget who, I think it's you, Pastor Steph, that say all the time, that the animals in the zoo run wild. That's right. Right? That's right. If they run in wild... Okay, it's going to take that person that is able to train them animals that know how to get them animals back into the cage. Just as well, they don't call anybody when there's a bomb. They call the specialist. And our specialist will be the Lord, Savior, Jesus Christ. So, therefore, we come together. All this foolishness can stop. But because... We have not taken back the power that God has placed where we come together. We can Uh be a mighty something, and it's all about that. And that's the scary part because now it's affecting our children. How much more it's affecting of our food. It's affecting our jobs. It's affecting where we live at. It's affecting for us to be able to go to the doctors, the hospital. What more do we have to see for us to get it right? People of God, the kingdom of God. So now where do we go from here? Good question. Seek God and let him direct our path. And where that we'll be able to come on one accord and where that the gate door can not only be closed but build a wall. Because <laughs> remember, they tried to build a wall to keep them out. So we can build the wall. We know that it will never come down. Why? Because Jesus told us what to do. Amen, amen, amen. Thank you so much, Pastor Charlotte, for uh, just giving us a word from the Lord this morning. Oh, we know how to perk you up. <laughs> we know how to get you better. Amen. Thank you. Keep you lifted in prayer for your health and your uncomfortability and giving God thanks. Thank you for your contribution today. We pray you have a blessed day. You all do the same. God bless you. Amen. Amen. Uh, before we go into our holding hands and holding hearts segment, you know, we this year we took a break from all of the uh, saluting uh, from one person uh, for our birthdays. But today we have a birthday, not of a due time crew member, but a due time crew member. We have uh, the birthday of Auntie Brenda. Happy birthday, Auntie Brenda. Auntie Brenda and Auntie Pam are always on every day. Day they are on. It is, I think, since we've been on since May of 2020, I don't think they've missed three good times. Even if they come on on the tail end because things are a little uh, crazy, 
um, on their end. They are always on from the very beginning of his due time with Pastor Steph. And you can't ask for more dedication um, from, you know, from, from, from people who are not well, you know. We got people who are well. Who, who don't and have not dedicated themselves. So we want to say a hearty, happy birthday. Thank God for your life. Thank God for all that you have done in many lives. And, you know, you are an avid supporter um, of of the Due Time crew, of the broadcast of God's people, and we can't say thank you enough for, you know, all that you do for us, your prayers your well wishes, your conversations, your encouragement, your suggestions. And we, again, just give God thanks for you. Thank you so much for just being who you are and uh, making sure that you're here for us each and every day. Amen. All right. So let us go before the Lord as we hold hands and we hold hearts. Together, dear Heavenly Father, God, we thank you. Thank you for today, May 24th, God, for raising our heads up off that pillow. Thank you, dear Heavenly Father, for just opening up our eyes. Thank you, dear Heavenly Father, for allowing us to put our feet on the floor. Thank you, dear Heavenly Father, for us being in our right frame of mind. Thank you, dear Heavenly Father, for giving us the breath to speak and to praise you and to acknowledge you, dear Heavenly Father. Thank you so much, dear Heavenly Father, for just holding our hand today. Thank you so much, God, for your guidance. Two hours of your of your guidance, dear God. You know, we you, you have given us the ability to take just everyday situations and just pour you into those areas. And we thank you, God, because if it weren't for you, we wouldn't know what to say. Thank you, dear Heavenly Father, for just touching not just our lives, but those around us so that we can remain in a peaceful frame of mind. God, it may not be exactly the way we would hope, we want, we pray, we ask, but we thank you for what you've given us. Because if it weren't for you, we wouldn't be here. Not only here on this earth, but just here in this state, in this state of mind, in this physical condition, dear Heavenly Father, we just, we're grateful for all that you do, God, and we acknowledge that you are the great I am. Dear Heavenly Father, as we lift up this, these situations before you, God, everything we've talked about today, God, we pray that you would have your way that you would be allowed and opened up, the floor would be opened up, and we would just welcome you in, that we would say, yes, we want you, God, that we would say, yes, we need you, God. We would say, yes, God, this world is yours. You own it all anyway. It belongs to you. So who am I to keep you from it? We pray, God, that there would be a change. There would be a change in thought. That there would be a change in action. The verse was given, if everybody who is called by your name would just humble themselves. Now, if we stop right there, God, right there would open up the door to allow you 
the room to do whatever it is you want to do without you having to push things and people to the side. But that a red carpet would be just rolled out for you, God. Yes, we have the ability to do it. The enemy doesn't have but so much say in our life. But it's us. We have to put our flesh and our spirit to the side to welcome you into our lives, into these situations, into this state. And God, we're asking you to just hear from us. The few of us who are not afraid to pray, who are not afraid to speak, who are not afraid to raise our voices, who are not afraid to look to you for you to make the change. We know you can. We know that you will. And we know that when the time comes that you're going to wrap this all up. And we thank you, dear Heavenly Father, for the relief you give us, the peace you give us in the midst of the storm, God. That we don't like all that's going on, but you have still kept us in our place, God. The bills are still being paid, God. We still have peace. We still have a roof. We still have food. We still have clothes. We still have an income only because of you, God. While everybody else is floundering around trying to figure out how to get it done, you've already answered for us, God. Thank you. And if our lives would just be examples to all of those around us who have not decided to give you their life, we pray and ask you right now, God, to just just, just help us to become a bigger force. Help us to speak a little louder. Help us to stand up just a little bit taller so that we can be your light. We can be the light that your people need to see. And we thank you, God, for choosing us. We thank you, God, for including us. We thank you, God, for never letting go. Because every single one of us, you could be taking your hands off of. We lift up Pastor Charlene before you, dear Heavenly Father, who's not feeling well, dear God. We ask you to just touch her body from the crown of her head to the sole of her feet, dear Heavenly Father. She's on a mission for you. She's determined. She's determined to draw your people to you, God. And we ask you, dear Heavenly Father, that you would give her relief of any uncomfortability, that you would give her peace and rest in her body, God, so that she can continue to push forward. That everywhere her voice needs to be, God, we ask you to give her the health and strength to be able to do so, God. We want to thank you, God, for the union of the Bynums, God for bringing Tamika and Al together, God, and that we could be benefactors of what you've given us through them. Thank you, God, for all that they have uh, decided to do in you, God. Thank you for the examples that they are setting. We ask you, dear Heavenly Father, that we would help to strengthen them as well, that they could rely on us to help to feed them, to give them the strength, to help to build them up, to help to support them, dear Heavenly Father. 
We ask you, God, to be with Elder Natisha and Pastor K.L., God, as they have uh, their secular jobs, God, that they must tend to, and that this uh, ministry would continue to keep them lifted, God, as they've had to step away for the moment. And we ask you to bless their lives wherever they may be. That even in their secular jobs, God, that they are still ministering for you, God. That we miss their voices, dear Heavenly Father. We thank you, dear Heavenly Father, for Shantice, for giving her the strength, for giving her the ability, God. That she can just fill in the gap in whichever way she can possibly do so, God. We thank you for her willingness, God. We thank you, God, for every listener who's who's just dedicated to supporting us each and every day as often as they possibly can, God. We thank you for them. We thank you for how they may be telling others about this ministry, God. We thank you, dear Heavenly Father, for Pastor Kim. We thank you, dear Heavenly Father, for Pastor Ed. We thank you, God, for, for, for Lady Nicole, dear Heavenly Father, uh, for Dwayne, anyone who has ever fed this ministry, God. You have had us here for three years, dear Heavenly Father. Only you, only you could send us all the ministries that have fed us, God. All of the people who have come on, God, and have blessed our lives throughout these three years. Thank you, God. Thank you for those who who, who were in, uh, invited and asked the Heavenly Father to just come on, and they said yes. Their obedience was first and foremost to who you are, even though they didn't even know who I was, even if they didn't really understand what they were being invited into, God. Thank you, Father. Thank you, God. And, Lord, right now, I'm going to lift up even Facebook, dear Heavenly Father, the, the source in which you have blessed this ministry. Every guest has come through that platform, God, and now there's a, a restriction. And I'm praying, dear Heavenly Father, that you step in. We're praying because it has blessed us so much, God, and if I can't get in the blessings that are out there, we don't have access to. The blessing that we can be, they don't have access to, God. So for whatever's going on, dear God, we ask you to just move it out the way. I know you can, and I know you will. And I know if it's your will for us to continue on that platform, that nothing will stop us. It's been too big of a blessing for us to be able to just be stopped at a moment's notice unless it's you that's stopping us. So, Lord, we're asking that your will be done right now. Right now, God. That when your word says, when your voice speaks, when your will is done, we will continue to move according to the way you have deemed it to be. We thank you, God. We bless your name. We lift you before everybody in our lives. You are first and foremost the Almighty. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Ah. So for those of you who may not know what I'm talking about, I went on Tuesday night to post 
for our Wow not Wow Wednesday. I'm sorry. Let's talk about a Tuesday Church Folk Day. To only find that I was restricted. I've been restricted for some stupid copyright. Now, if you all know what copyright my words, <laughs> I don't imitate anybody. I don't mimic anybody. I don't do anything. The the um. You know, we we use what we use, but it's not taken from anywhere. You know, it's open news, so it's not restricted. I I can use. I post what's mine. I only communicate with friends. So I I don't know, and unfortunately, it's, it's too ambiguous where it's not targeted enough for me to actually communicate. The ability that they've given me to communicate is not clear. So I haven't been able to really find out what exactly it is. Now, this kind of happened. We were being targeted on YouTube at one point, but I found out what it was on YouTube. So it was an, and, and they made it very clear and very concise and easy to not only communicate with them, but it was an easy fix. I hadn't put something over um that I was supposed to. And once I did that, one by one, the, the restrictions were lifted. The And, and it was it, right there, and they showed you, they told you, no problem. This here is very vague. And like I, you always hear me say, oh, let me tell you something, for three years, no, nope, excuse me, since 2016, every single guest has come from Facebook. Every single guest has come from Facebook. Pastor Kim, Facebook. Nicole, Facebook. These, I'm telling you, even our constants, Facebook. So unless God says that our journey on Facebook has ended, it's the enemy trying to block. You know, we're embarking upon a conference and every single participant is in, I mean, they are excited about what we're, you know, destined to do. And how do you think I'm communicating? Facebook. How do you, I got my participants from the conference from Facebook. So, Either God has said the journey has ended, which I don't believe because God didn't tell me that, or I have been, you know, targeted by the enemy who does not want us to have any ability to move. And if God says we will move and we will reign and we will have dominion, so says God, I'm not worried about it. But I cannot post until at least right right now for right now until the 28th but i need to find out what it is so you know keep us lifted before the lord you know just in case it's the enemy he has no win you know my sunday night um posts are there for the prayer we post you remember now we go facebook live as well as youtube live so if i can't post to Facebook, that means that when Sunday comes up, 
if it's not before the 28th, I'm not going to be able to go Facebook Live. I will still be able to go YouTube Live. I will still be able to go Blog Talk Live like we normally do. But Facebook Live, I won't be able to. So I don't know. Maybe God is doing something in between those days that I'm blocked. He's working. He's opening up more doors. So I don't know. I don't have a doubt that God is on the job. I just don't know right now, you know, how, you know, things will maneuver. But I'm trusting him. And, and you know, I want to just say really quickly, you know, we talked about, you know, what is going on and why do we think that, you know, we don't have the dominion the way we can and we should as the people of God. And each, 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 each of them, all four of them, all four of the ladies spoke um, accurately. And, and, and I thought about as they were speaking, I thought about all of it being one thing. You know, we don't realize we have the power that we do. It's just recitation, like Minister Michelle said, and it's just mimicking and traditional to what everyone is saying. And you don't realize what you have in your hand. You don't realize what you have before you. You don't realize the dominion that we've been given to control through God all that we have to control. Um, You know, uh, uh, we have where the verse says, you know, if my people who are called by my name don't humble themselves, we're too busy colliding. You know, we're too busy um, not focusing on the right thing. And Shantice hit it on the head as well. You know, we're not doing what God has us to do exactly. You know, we here's, here's the thing. We compromise too much. We compromise too much. We don't know the power. So, like Chanti said, we want to look like everybody else. Because if we don't look like everybody else, if we don't do what everybody else is doing, then we don't feel like we're doing the right thing. And God has called us out. He has called us out. To do what he has told us to do. Not look like everybody else. Not going what somebody told you. But do what he says do for your life. See, the Bible is what we're all supposed to obey. Those are the basic instructions for getting into the kingdom. But see, God is going to deal with each and every one of us directly. And he's going to tell you how to maneuver. He's going to tell you how to make sure you do what you need to do to make sure that when you call people into his kingdom, you're doing it the right way, that you are entering in the right way. So that's why we lose the power that we have. So come on, people, let's just make sure we do it God's way, not our way. Don't be afraid to be peculiar. You've been listening to It's Due Time with Pastor Steph. Join us Monday through Friday from 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. where we discuss matters of the heart, mind, and spirit. As you go through your day, be sure to set your mind on things that are above, not on things that are on the earth. They will only serve as a distraction. Remember, prayer changes things. It's Pastor Steph. (laughs) 
I'm leaving you right now. Oh, my goodness gracious. Y'all keep me lifted in prayer. Oh, and I want to thank my due time crew for always coming through big time. Thank you for hanging out with us and helping us do what we do. Please do not miss this opportunity to accept Jesus as your personal Savior right now. Please do not miss this opportunity to strengthen your relationship with the Lord right now because later is not promised to us. Until tomorrow, where it's Therapeutic Thursday, God spare our life. Until then, I love you.